aec-business.com. Business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors. Hello, I'm Philip Wiley, and my guest is construction leadership guru Ravi Batia, managing di- director of PLG Consulting in New York City. Ravi, would you like to tell us about your background before you started your construction consultancy? Good morning, fellow. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. Um, uh, I started in the industry um, uh, for working for a manufacturing firm uh, in sales, believe it or not, selling construction equipment for General Electric. And uh, that's coming out of engineering school. Uh, after that, uh, I came back to my home in New York and worked for an electrical contractor for three years. Uh, they got into some financial trouble uh, after the market crashed uh, in the late 80s. And uh, then I went to work for Structure Tone, a uh, large construction management firm, as a uh, client executive, account executive, managing uh, large commercial interior projects. And uh, then I did some core and shell work for Skanska. And uh, for uh, the following five years, I managed complex systems projects for uh, a telecom company and for Alstom. And uh, and then I, I worked as the head of construction for a mid-sized developer here in New York, uh, building hotels and luxury condos. Uh, and for the last year and a half, I've been working as a project risk con- consultant for investors and banks who are looking to finance large construction projects. That sounds very interesting. Can you give our listeners a short definition of integrated project delivery, or IPD for short? Uh, IPD is a concept that uh, seems to have taken on a lot of traction today, but uh, it's actually been around for a while under uh, different names. You know, uh, IPD really is about alignment. One of the problems, one of the big problems we have on projects, and we've always had them, is this lack of alignment between the three major entities on a project. Those three entities are the owner, the architect, and the prime contractor. the prime contractor being either a general contractor or a construction manager. And the disconnect that's caused by the lack of alignment leads to many problematic issues on projects. So IPD looks to resolve this issue by having all three parties on the same side of the fence so that the, the success of the project is important to all of them for the same reasons. And what, what problems in the traditional construction process have led to introducing this new approach, Ravi? Well, the, the problems have been that um, we try to wrestle with the same contractual issues, meaning that the developer, the owner-developer, wants to build things faster, cheaper, better, and is using other people's money. The architect wants to make a fair fee and wants to preserve his or her sense of the design aesthetic. The contractor wants to get paid on time and make a reasonable profit for taking a large portion of the risk, cash flow risk, operational risk. And, and really, these problems um, manifest themselves on projects, not at the very beginning, because in the beginning, everybody's in a honeymoon phase, and you have a design, and you, and you, you even have a GMP, the guaranteed maximum price, so the bank is happy. But somewhere down the line, things start breaking up. Either the contractor figures out that it's not making enough money or the owner starts introducing changes or you have scope creep or you have uh, field conditions and differing site conditions. But eventually, the relationship 
that should be an amenable, workable relationship leads to claims and counterclaims, uh, excessive and spurious change orders. Um, essentially, every party looking to get entrenched in its position to preserve its business model. And that leads to uh, real chaos on a project because it undermines the schedule. It undermines also the resources that are available. Uh, a contractor that's losing money or is not making a fair amount of money from its point of view can start substituting resources, bringing in different project people. Um, the owner has very little control over that. So all the parties turn into uh, turn what should be a joint collaborative effort. They turn this into a contentious effort that really is more about uh, uh, infighting, uh, posturing, and brinksmanship. And, and what type of projects is IPD especially suited for, and, and what are its main benefits, Revy? IPD is ideally suited for more complex projects. Now, obviously, that's a relative term, but if, you, if you're building uh, a $30 million condo in the city, uh, in New York here, for example, that's a complex project. So IPD, anywhere there's complexity, contractual complexity, a technical difficulty, the more complex the project, the more IPD uh, is suitable. And what IPD does is that it doesn't, it brings the, the contractor and the owner and the architect together at the beginning of the job so that the project can be designed in a way that's consistent with what the owner wants in an open book fashion. The, and the key here is that in addition to having the architect on board in the beginning, which normally is the case on projects, what you do is the owner brings the contractor on board. So the owner makes a commitment. So there's, there's a leap of faith, but it's actually better than that. The owner it works with a contractor that it has confidence in, and then that contractor's role is to work with the owner to develop budgets, to uh, offer design uh, alternatives, to do value engineering. And the contractor knows that in giving its best ideas, it will not have to be subject to uh, a random bid or some other factors that will um, really remove it from the project. So the contractor's interest is to deliver the best project possible because it is getting paid fairly for the risk it's taking. And it is also able then to continue to get pricing from the market. And the owner is very well protected because it has a contractor it can trust. And in exchange for that, all three parties agree. And here's the key. The three parties agree not to go after each other legally, not to go after each other contractually, that they are in this together and they will build something of lasting value in a way that provides and enhances the value for all three parties as well as the project. And that IPD agreement is at the core and is what drives IPD. And, and who should be leading the IPD process, Ravi? I think that the owner should lead the IPD process, but you need an owner that is enlightened. If the owner doesn't have the in-house capacity to do so, let's say the owner doesn't have a project manager in-house that can do this, then the owner can delegate that. Uh, really, I think it depends on the project. The owner, if the contractor is a very strong contractor, the owner can assign somebody at the contractor level to really be in charge of the project or let the architect take control and have uh, one of its principals take charge of the project. But the key is that uh, the three parties that are involved should have some experience 
on smaller and simpler IPD projects before they tackle something very big and complex. And, and does the new process require new roles, training, or methodologies to be successful? No, I don't think so. I think what it requires is a mindset of cooperation and an assurance by all three parties that we're not going to do things the old-fashioned way. We're not going to do business as usual on construction projects. There's an old joke in New York construction, uh, the banks forever, and especially before the crash, you know, the, the, the banks were, they were insistent on having a GMT, a guaranteed maximum price. And one of the things that uh, we used to joke about when I worked for a developer is that the, the GMT really stands for guaranteed minimum price because the minute the contractor has an opportunity, after it's been squeezed down during the bidding process, it will seek out change orders. It will seek out scope changes. It will engage in opportunistic behavior. There are three things that happen and this is important, this is why IPD is so important. The three things that happen in traditional construction contracts is that after the ink has dried, the contractors often, and I've seen this over and over again, they often engage in opportunistic renegotiation. Sometimes the owner might engage in that as well. Uh, and, and that opportunistic renegotiation is actually very bad for the health uh, of the project. The the, the contractor or the contractors often also uh, they start using information that uh, against the owner itself because of the antagonism that's involved, and and so IPD resolves this by by ensuring that all three parties are working together. When after the concept has been laid out, the three parties get together and they say, look, we're going to work together. We are not going to engage in opportunistic negotiation. And we are going to provide the best resources possible instead of trying to gaming, instead of trying to game the whole thing. And that's what happens on contracts. When, when contracts go awry, when, when contractors feel like they're not making enough money, when architects feel like they're not making enough money, then they will start bringing in junior people, less experienced people, and they will start gaming the process. And, and can you share with us an example of a successful IPD, Ravi? Yeah. Uh, I believe operationally a, a successful IPD was uh, was a telecom project uh, that I worked on. Uh, uh, this was at Alstom. I'm um, sorry, this was at Metricom uh, working on a large wireless build-out. And we worked together. We were on the owner's side, and we hired the, uh, the architects and the engineers who uh, designed the network for us. Uh, we also hired the quality assurance uh, contractors, and we hired the prime contractors. One of them was General Dynamics, and we worked together with them. Uh, we, we agreed to what the price points would be and what the char chargeable hours would be, and we worked together to deploy a design. We didn't have the time to go out to bid because, and we didn't have the structure to do so because we were doing something that had never really been done, a high-speed wireless Internet network. So we couldn't follow the traditional construction path. We had to come up with something that involved a lot of collaboration. So that was a technology project. And operationally, we worked so fast. In 18 months, we had built out 18 cities in the U.S., uh, including Boston, uh, Philly, and New York, the three of the biggest markets. The other IPD project, and, and a more of a construction, traditional construction example, would be the U.S. courthouse at Foley Square, which was built from 92 to 95 uh, that was a $360 million project. Um, the, uh, the, the portion that I was involved with, the interior construction portion, was a $130 million uh, project. And there was a uh, – the whole thing was led by 
a, a D-bomb team, design, build, operate, and maintain. And that was led by uh, a consortium between Bechtel and a local New York developer, Park Tower. That BPT consortium uh, awarded the there was a there was a team that that got the entire bid BPT along with KPF Architects, uh, Lear McGovern Bovis in those days today it's Len Lease and Structure Tone, design contractor and owner team were engaged by the U.S. government to build the courthouse, and that was one team. We came in with a design concept with a co- with a cost concept, and we knew that we had the job. We went in based on a, pro- a design proposal and we got the project. And that was an immensely successful project because that project under a traditional government procurement would probably have taken five to six years to build. Uh, we built the whole thing in three years collectively, the entire team, and, and that included the pre-construction. And, and that was a, a monumental project, the first new courthouse in, in New York uh, history in, in, in the last 75 years, and that was done because of IPD. Well, that's a great achievement. And Ravi, what is what is the future of IPD? Uh, I think the future of IPD actually is very, very strong. Uh, as you mentioned, it's it's a relatively new concept for most people. Uh, I think that there are several enablers here and several sort of market-driven mechanisms that will require the industry to uh, embrace IPD uh, in an increasing fashion. One is that construction economics have become more transparent. So whereas in the 80s, you know, while uh, Contractors and subcontractors have made lots of fees, and there was more money floating around. Today, technology has given a lot of information to everybody, to owners and architects. So you just don't, you cannot make excess profits uh, in in the industry. And so the bidding process itself takes out the. You, you essentially, as a contractor, compete away the bids. So compete away the profits. So you you bid on a project, and you're going in, and the economic profit for contractors on large projects starts to approach zero, and yet the risk is still there. They still have to bond the project. So the, ne- the economic necessities are driving IPD. The other thing that's driving IPD is uh, also technology-related, that uh, our construction technologies have improved so much over the last 20 years that uh, speed has become an expectation. Well, one of the great ways you can save time is you avoid the um, contractual battles and and, and uh, the song and dance of picking the right contractor. You bring everybody together up front. That cuts down the procurement time. It also enables the team to spend more time during the planning process in a way uh, that they can deliver a design that can actually get built because the contractor is part of the design. Also, because of IPD, the contractor is giving you its best ideas up front because it's not afraid of you taking and shopping your ideas around to try to save some money. And so because of these reasons, economics, technology, and market conditions, uh, IPD has nowhere to go but up, uh, and more and more projects will embrace it. Uh, There was a similar concept in the 90s that was talked about, partnering, but partnering never really took off because partnering was a sort of a semi-solution. IPD pretty much assures that everyone's on the same page from the beginning, throughout the project, until the end. And it really also takes away a lot of the added overhead cost and angst associated with uh, contractual claims and, uh, you know, legal issues and mediation and arbitration, all of that, because you're part of one team. You're not going to sue yourself. 
Uh, Ravi, where can our listeners get more information about IPD and how can they contact you? Uh, they can contact me uh, whenever they want. Uh, my uh, my cell phone is uh, open. I'm at uh, I have a New York uh, code, uh, U.S. code one, area code five one six three three zero four zero one four. They can also visit my website, www.getplg.com. That's G-E-T-P-L-G.com. Uh, this summer, I will continue writing some interesting articles on the, the lack of alignment in the industry and how the industry is really pointed in the right direction for IPD. Thanks very much, Ravi Bhatia. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. And you too. Have a great day too. Thank you.